Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, Rugby League Social Club, a podcast here, say it with me fam, to convince you that Social Club is in a bad place. That's right, you just need to follow the right people. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. Hi Big Tina, I'd like to give a shout out to Peter Volandis. Although not everything is done is great, the fact that AFL is coming back and no one's talking about it because all we're talking about is Rugby League fans coming back. He does it again and again, bringing the spotlight back to us. He has an incredible way of doing that. Great views, and of course, views are my own. What a day for him. He's come here with nothing in his pocket, and he's gone home with twice as much. That's right, it's lovely dedication time. This is everyone's chance to nominate a special someone in their lives. Could be a player, coach, team, referee, social media account, anyone they think deserves some love. And this week, not LV05. He's tweeted in that he wants to send some love to Anthony Seabol, the Broncos coach. I'm assuming that's got to do with all the craziness that happened around their thrashing. We'll get to that later. So, Anthony Seabol, your love is contagious like a head cold. Our next one is from At The Voluntary Tackle. I love how great these guys are constantly nominating Love League dedications. Thanks for that, Eamon. He would like to wish all my love, or all his love um, <laughs> and height, to little Corey Thompson, he hopes that Corey stands slightly taller at the GC Titans. What a great pickup! Now, Eamon has a veneer of love for Corey Thompson while constantly playing at his height. He will tell you that he's, he actually loves him, but I don't know if anyone who can mention that man's height so often can really harbour any love for him. But he's nominated him from an LLD, so we'll, we'll, I'll have to just take it and keep going with it. Uh, here's your poem, Corey. When we heard we were losing Corey, we did hiss. For his hotline, we will miss. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, brah! Anyone can do this. Anyone can get involved. You just need to tweet us or Facebook us, Instagram us, ALLD or any kind of feedback. We'd love that. Um, so just do that. Or if you also want to get involved, just tweet great things, Instagram great things, and we will put it on here if we find it. Hey, Sports BF fam, it's... Uh, Schmick Riviera here, getting back into the fray and um, offering some tinfoil house insights after a pretty hideous weekend of um, tipping, to be honest. Extremely unpredictable, as I've come to discover. Yes, that's right. The first of the old fam. Back in this ep, you'll hear a whole bunch of tinfoil house uh, theories peppered throughout this recording and another favourite's coming up soon. Uh, Let's get on with the football. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Thursday. The Roosters have pulled off a miracle. chicken chow money. Here we go. So the best goodbye in Sydney is with me, Pat Picanti. Should I say goodbye or hello? <laughs> you can do whichever one you need to. We'll say goodbye at the end for sure. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Great. Um, hey. Did you watch the football? I watched it. Tell me about it. I thought it was a shellacking. Yeah. I thought it was so much fun to watch. And You the, enjoy it again? Oh, like yeah. That. Like, not always. I don't always. Sometimes, like, it's kind of sad and, like, boring because they're just scoring and scoring and scoring. But I thought that Broncos put up, like, enough of a... some Like, a little bit. Like, when they were attacking, they didn't look that bad. Like, they were sort of making right. some run meters and they were doing okay in attack mm. when they were holding the ball. That it was interesting enough to watch. Yeah. And then by halftime, I was just like... 
I wanted to see how big the score could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst remaining on zero. Yeah, that's how I that's how I watch games as well. Mm. I was like rooting for sixty. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't care if it was the Roosters. I was looking for sixty. Yeah, the whole first half I was like, "Come on, just score!" Like this is sad. And then the whole second half I'm like, "Please don't score! You're gonna ruin the stats." <laughs> <laughs> and sort of just watching on my phone all the stats just changing and getting like sadder and sadder, which was great. Talk me through this, Solon. You're watching the game on Channel Nine. No, I was watching it on KO. Okay. On and like Fox, and then I was just watching, like on watching. The though, it's on the TV. Yeah, but then I was just watching the NRL app, just refreshing the NRL app, like watching the I stats this. like change because they were just like quite pathetic. <laughs> Do you often have the stats in front of you while you watch the game? Yeah, because I like to see like they always talk about like possession and run meters, but I like to see it in front of me mm. and actually see like comparatively of like, oh wow, they have like thirteen hundred run meters. I don't think I think that's too much. That's but, okay. For someone who and the other the person has like 500 idea. run metres. Yeah, right. And um, do you think the Roosters are really that good? I, I was talking about this before and because I don't think that the Roosters really are that good. Mm-hmm. I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, we played them last week and they didn't like whip us entirely. Like we managed to get points on. They didn't like cane us. Yeah. The score wasn't over 30, so... But do you think that's the rooster? So the rabbits are much better than Brisbane, or do you think? Yes, but then. Mm. <laughs> that's on record. Interesting. Can't wait for you guys to play. I mean, isn't that? Fun? <laughs> You've got to think that. It's your fan. Surely, surely, surely it's just clear that we. you into saying you like your team. Sucked in. <laughs> Damn it. No, yeah, I think we are better than the Broncos, which is giving me some kind of hope for tonight. Okay, well, let's look at the other way. Do you think the Broncos are that bad? Do you actually think they're fifty nil bad? I know that just. They happened, didn't look but... great yesterday. Their defence was awful. Mm. Their defence was awful, and like I said, their attack didn't look that bad, but their errors were shit. Would you put them in the Titans, Bulldogs, Dragons? Oh, I don't think so, nah. I don't think so. Mm. Not yet. Mm. <laughs> See the next few rounds. Would you? No, I guess not either, but I think that's just me thinking about the history of Brisbane. Because and... I'm not sure every single team could, like, beat them that badly. Yeah. But I don't know who they would, like, win against at this point as well. I'm, like, finding it very confusing. Their errors were awful last night. Mm. Like, their completion rate was awful. It was hard to watch, but good to watch. Uh, great. Any other comments before you go? Um, I thought Brett Morris was excellent. Oh, my God. Both those Morris guys, last week they were phenomenal. Oh, both of them were excellent, and I thought, like, I wonder what Brett Morris is going to be like in fullback, taking the place of James Tedesco, which mm. is huge boots to fill, mm. and then was just everywhere. Mm. Like, in all the right spots, too, doing all the right things was phenomenal. Because that was the one thing that I thought, you know, if something's going to let them down, like, Tedesco's not playing, that's going to be the one thing that... But no, there was, like, not a flaw in their game. It was... Yeah, so they were so good. Yeah. I would love to see them playing Origin this year. I know that they're not, but... Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, they've retired from rap footy, haven't they? Oh. Nah, come on, mate. Yeah, I'm sure be... they said that, but everyone would come out for... <laughs> They're just saying that just in case they weren't going to get picked, everyone's yeah. going to want them. They'll be like, no, oh, I'll just give you one more yeah. then, all right. But yeah, no, they were excellent. That's probably the only thing I was going to say. Yeah, well said. And Kiri was really good, mm. I thought. But besides that... Do you have any... Did you see Corey Oates last night at all? Yeah, I saw him get bundled out in an ex- I didn't see him tackle. at all. Like, you could have told me Corey Oates didn't play last night. I'd been like, okay. He was the closest they had to scoring, and someone hit right. him with an incredible tackle and put him out. And that's the only reason why I know he played, because I watched his little face disappear over the sideline, mm. uh, which was cute. I also know that, like, Broncos fans have been saying that this new rule is totally, like, not working for their team. And when you say Broncos fans, you mean Chicken Palmer <laughs> and you mean Rev <laughs> underscore Boyle, yeah? That's absolutely what I mean. Yeah. But I'd just be interested to see what other sides with really big forwards, how they, like 
go with the new rule as well. Whether this is just like an excuse the Broncos are using or whether it's actually like an issue. Yeah, because the Roosters have a big pack, so does Canberra, and they've both been fantastic. So Exactly. And like Payne Haas is like a really great big forward, but like yeah. he was fine. Yeah. It's like just because you're like a big forward doesn't mean you can't be fit. Mm. Like, and Payne Haas is super fit, so he should be. In fact, mm. if any team should be succeeding, it's the Broncos because of Payne Haas. And I know um, he was the only one really doing anything yesterday. I thought, um, but they'll they'll get David Fafita back and mm. Tavita Pango Jr. back, and that'll help them. But also, you can't blame injuries. So I just love that we've slowly turned this into like bashing the Broncos because we've had to hear those two guys complain about it all day. And now they're not here, so we're just talking about it. It's all also kind of hard not to bash the Broncos after that performance. Yeah, 59 nil. Like, it's quite tricky. And I've lived through Canberra putting 60 points on the Tigers twice in the last like four years. So it's great to it's now good to see how <laughs> everyone hours. deals with that. Yeah, <laughs> not well. Normal people. Uh, well, great. I think the only thing left is for you to say bye. Bye. Yes. There it is. We've had heaps of people wanting the old fam back. It's the best way I could get it done. Such a great sport. Love having her on. Love having her in my life, particularly my football life. So thanks, Papa Comfy, for doing that. Speaking of thanks, we've also got to thank Mitch uh, Doyle, who has a great podcast, Boom Rookies. He's also on Brisbane Broncos Weekly, and he's written at Mitch underscore 90. Payne Haas is our best player, our only leader, our best forward, our best back, our best fullback, and always covering for all of the other S-bomb, C-bombs, both extremely admirable for a, um, for a going player to be this effing good all round, but effing embarrassing for his teammates. Now, you can imagine Mitch is quite unhappy at the moment with his Bronx because that was an absolute shellacking at when a Tiger underscore wrote. Oh, but by the way, I also love Payne Haas. Amazing, great Australian Filipino, Filipino Rugby League represent. Great job, buddy. At when a Tiger underscore wrote, it's official. Only 15 teams remain in the 2020 NRL Premiership race. Thanks, one night. Anyone who gets beaten 50 nil, it is like an unwritten law that they can never win. So thanks for pointing that out. And also reminded me immediately of the NBA who have their teams. I think they have 30 teams, but only 22 are returning because they said anyone who's not <laughs> going to make the finals, don't bother turning up. So it's only 22 of the 30 that are playing the rest of the season. And I guess that's now true of Brisbane. They could just stay at home. Score. Well, I'm listening closely to all the fans at home, and I could hear that Rev underscore Boyle said it first. Anyone, this is their first episode. When I say score, you're supposed to shout it as quick as you can. I have keep an ear out, and we see who wins. It was 59 nil. You're absolutely right, Rev. I could hear you through your tears. Scott Bailey, AAP, um, has confirmed the score. First time in the NRL's 112-year history that we've had a 59 nil result. Unbelievable. And at McCowboys, a massive legend, and winner, I think, of, of Twitter of the Week one time, wrote, Brisbane Broncos, the zero in it. <laughs> Friday. And the Panthers have stolen it. Culture Club versus the Foo Fighters was the first game on Friday. <clears throat> and at Eels TCT, the Cumberland throw, go, and I cannot stress this enough, you Warriors. Yes, man, I'm right there with you. I'm really hoping that the Foo Fighters have a good year this year, good season this year. They are our heroes. Uh, this game, though, looked a lot like pre-COVID, uh, well, pre-lockdown Warriors, unfortunately. And in fact, I mean, they got pumped. Uh, at Andrew Lars, he tweeted, Undefeated still, hash Yeary of Cleary and far out, even without Cleary. The Panthers are still roaring ahead. Score? 
Well done, my underscore Aaron. He got in there. It's 26-0. Absolutely right. And that was confirmed by the Blue Tick NRL account who wrote, Perfect Panthers, perfect emoji. 26-0. Now, the trophy is going to Victoria. In the second game that night, Cam Burglars versus Feet fans at C. Kennedy 80. Chris Kennedy wrote, <clears throat> Latrell Mitchell is still a work in progress at the back, but I reckon he's low-key improved every game, and that pass was an absolute stunner. That's the one that he laid out uh, for AJ to put on his try. Completely agree. I think I think I was saying that last week, that Latrell was nowhere near as bad as people were making out. In this game, he looked good once again. The time that the ball went dead, he scoops it up and runs past Cameron Munster and gives him a little, how's your, uh, how's your form in the face? I loved it. I loved that little bit of niggle. Cam Munster, the exact kind of guy who would love that as well. So no harm, no foul there. Also, speaking of players who were excellent, at Catfish SC, Wilfred wrote, Captain Housen. Obviously talking about Pappenhausen now. I mean, the Pap had a normal game for him, which was a good game. But the the most incredible play he put on was when uh, Reynolds was kicking for touch for a penalty. And Pappenhausen, <laughs> with an Olympic standard leap, runs, keeps his foot in the line when he leaps, is legit two or three metres into the, uh, into the, I don't know, out over the touchline. Would have run into a whole bunch of cardboard cutouts and was able to like volleyball bat it back in and backwards so that the Storm retained the ball. Unbelievable play. Uh, I mean, not Roosters sexy, but but still very impressive, Captain Housen. Well done. Score? Ooh, Claude E.V. gets the points there. It, of course, was 22-8. Much closer than the score indicates. So Storm ran away with it the last bit. In fact, it's been backed up here by at Storm, the blue tick. They've just written W. Feels good. No emoji, interestingly. 28, uh, sorry, 22-8. And at Bunny Brethren, she's tweeted, Congratulations, Storms fans. It was a close game for a long time, but you were the better team on the night. Enjoy the win. Bunny, you massive legend. Saturday. Bankwest Stadium, blue and gold everywhere. Sala versus Flap City. Uh, Incredible game, super, super close. Uh, I still can't believe the Eels are riding high. I tipped Manly. I thought that Eels were a bit of a misnomer and the Eels were the real deal, but sorry, the Flap City were the real deal, but it turns out Salah and Flap City are both real deals, but Salah's got way more than I'd imagined. At underscore goddamn wrote, maybe it's the James, the Jamison whiskey, and he's added Jamison in this. Maybe it's the whiskey talking, but I love it when the at para eels are playing real good footy, and I love at the biggest tiger for giving us sports BFFs. What a lovely thing to say, you massive legend. Thank you, goddamn getting again with tweets like that. How could we possibly begrudge the eels playing like that? And you know what I realized about King Gutho? Is that I think it actually fits as a nickname because he didn't have an excellent game. He had an okay game. But kings aren't elected. They're kind of put onto people. And they're never that great. They're kind of mediocre normally. So it's actually a really great nickname for him that he's good enough. No one knows how he became king. He was just ordained. And there he is. Um, so, so enjoy that one, goddamn gun. Again, in fact, somebody else who had a great night at Miracle Eel. They wrote, is there anything sweeter than beating your arch nemesis with a controversial call? Hash so sweet. Hash paradise. Yeah, look. When I first saw it, I didn't think it was forward, but I'm more than happy to accept it was forward. There were heaps of excellent and close calls um, in this game, and that was just one of them. Uh, 
there's nothing more rugby league than people complaining about a referee call. So it's great that the NRL is back. Score. Oof. Media Watch Mario just gets it over goddamn Gunton again. That's right, Mario. 1916. And that was confirmed by the blue tick at Sea Eagles account. They tweeted, not our night. No emoji. 1916. At Sea Eagles Spur, our friend Nathan, he wrote, Hey guys, I'm working on this theory, so stay with me here. I'm starting to think that when two good teams play, the game will be close and enjoyable. But when one team is not as good, the game won't be close or enjoyable. Need more data, we'll report back later. I think you're onto something there, Nathan. <laughs> and we'll end this game with at Cricketflog, who wrote, Manly fans still upset from last night, while us Dragons fans can only dream about being beaten by a dud refere- refereeing decision. <laughs> Couldn't get through it, Cricketflog. So good. Cows vs. Old Gill. No one's helped us out with the cows yet. If you have a better nickname than Cows for the North Queensland Cowboys, please get around us on the socials. Chuck it at us. Uh, I have very low standards at the moment. Just chuck me any nickname for Cows, as long as it's not too horrible or rude. Um, like if... I'm not going to talk about that horrible Avi bet, but if you were on Twitter and you saw an Avi bet for poor Yana underscore Mateus, God rest his account. He's no longer with us because of... What someone did for them. Anyway, so if you got one for cows versus old girl, please tell us we went for cows. At on the bench, sorry, on the ball pod has completely summarized this game better than anyone I could probably imagine. So I'm not even going to try. Just listen to this incredible tweet and probably go and listen to their account. Uh, sorry, their podcast. Sloppy game to end a short Super Saturday. But both teams showed glimpses of brilliance and the tries were impressive. Cronulla seemed to be playing more aggressive this year and it's got under the skin of oppositions twice in a row. Up, up, Cronulla. Ride them, Cowboys. <clears throat> I'm really glad you also brought up Cronulla's two games in a row because it's reminded me of how well the Tigers did last time. So thanks for that on-the-ball pod. I'm excellently summed up. Score? You got it, Carsten. 26-16, and that was backed up by the Blue Tick NRL account who wrote, Sharks bite. Shark emoji. 26-16. And finally, at Gary Patton, one excellent Tigers bloke said, Hey, at Wade Graham 17 I really appreciate your class like last weekend after the loss to the Tigers, so I just wanted to congratulate you and the boys for Cronulla's win last night. Hope it's the start of a few more wins for you. Just not against the Tigers, mate. Whole bunch of emojis. Gary, you massive legend. Thanks for representing us Tigers fans so well on social media. It's not a bad place. You just need to follow the right people like Gary. Last night, while watching the pre-game of the Sharks and North Queensland, there was a banner headline uh, while they were chatting that was like, uh, six players have failed their first temperature check for the Sharks. And uh, I'm not much of a betting man, but I uh, took that to mean that I should open up my sports bet account, whack on a $5 same-game multi, thinking that at least a few of the players might not play, including Matt Moylan. Um, and none of it came to fruition because the Cowboys sucked. But because betting has been so slim in recent times and, and people have been betting on things like ScoMo's tie colour, I reckon the COVID temperature check could be used to generate more betting revenue by encouraging people to bet based on high temperatures. So we'll see how that goes. Sunday! Doing it for Newcastle. The clap versus Chalky Milk. What a game. And... 
When it's a crazy game like this, you know what happens. One of you big, you got to play big. That's right, it's our game of the round at Sharks Obsessed. Wanted to talk straight away about one of the uh, highlighted players. Ponga has 202 metres in 46 minutes. That's pretty impressive. Look, the Pong, it's hard to sometimes see his greatness because he's so surrounded by hype. Um, but he had a fantastic game this game. Regardless of the hype, he was great. The other person I wanted to highlight was Big Puppy, uh, George Papali, who scored an incredible uh, strength try and really kept the Raiders in it. In fact, at Cutter Klein, Cutler Klein wrote... It is 2:30 a.m. here in Nashville, and I am one. It's and I am wide awake watching this absolute unit bulldoze his way through defenders halfway across the world. Rugby league is lit. It is 2:30 a.m. here in Nashville, and I am wide awake watching this absolute unit bulldoze his way through defenders halfway across the world. Rugby league is lit. Oof. I know Nashville actually has a much better accent than that, so I'm sorry, Cutler. That's just the best you're going to get from me. At King Wally, with two Ys and a one. The Broncos have scored one try in four halves of football since McCullen left. The Knights haven't lost a game since he joined. Now, Wally has very astutely pointed out the last player I wanted to point out because I actually think Andrew McCulloch has been incredible for the Knights. In fact, at nothing but NK pointed out, do you reckon Andrew McCulloch enjoyed his first game in the Knights' colours? 80 minutes, 7 runs, 63 metres, 61 tackles. He had an absolute game. Should be super happy with that. But the last person I want to point out is, this is very similar team to last year's, um, but Harry Rampage has, put it out, has pointed out what he thinks the difference is. Beyond proud of what Adam O'Brien is doing with this club. After the courage of last week, they've defeated the Premier favourites. This club is no longer the NRL's doormat. Hash, go hard, go Knights. There you go. Everyone's feeling super excited. Score? Ooh, Solzy got in there first. Good on you, mate. 36-18, which was confirmed by the Blue Tick NRL Knights account saying, still unbeaten, smug emoji. 34-18. What a bounce back in consecutive weeks from the Gold Coast. Shitans versus your Mighty West Tigers. Uh, before we start, at Butsy888 wrote, Tigers should win easily is the most terrifying sentence a Tigers fan can hear. Butsy, you knew exactly what was going to happen, champion, but it happened in such spectacular form. Uh, now, obviously, before uh, I've given my stomach a chance to calm down, uh, and, and I'm feeling a lot better about it. Um, obviously, I'm going to spend most of this focusing on the greatest try ever scored in rugby league. I think it's my duty as a as a social media um, podcast maker that if something like if something history making like that happens, that I should focus on it. And so that's what I'll do first. At Benchard Rob wrote West Tigers signature try at like a tiger four. Oh, stop it! That's gorgeous. At but underscore Bradley, what a effing try at Jarmstrong two thousand. Holy s bomb. Mr. Uh, at Mr. Barjas, holy s, what a try! Uh, Luke Gardner Appreciation Society, f that was sick. At M. Salas, what on earth? That was ridiculous. At Johnny D. Davidson, that can't be a try. Surely insane. At Tig Pie Three, what a try! That's what I'm talking about. At but underscore Bradley, try of the year, and it's Joey who scored his first for us at Westlife Pog. That is the best damn try in 112 years of rugby league. But Titans got on such an excellent 
uh, roll. They had so much line speed, so much push from their forwards. Second half particularly, it was so hard to slow them down. Uh, I think we needed to kick the ball out maybe. That's the only thing I can think of to try and slow that their momentum down. But I trust our halves, so it just didn't work for us. And, and really, they just wanted it more. Uh, M. Zalas wrote, incredible, can't help but feel good for the Titans. And, you know, I kind of feel a little bit like the Dragons team that let, that had the Warriors beat them, although this is terrible and it feels terrible, at least it was the Warriors that won. And, you know, this wasn't, I, you know, I don't want to lose a game, but if I'm going to, at least it's to the Titans, who if they'd lost this, they would have lost, they wouldn't have won a game from a calendar year, which would have been horrible. At Bradley Herlands, he wrote, and he's perfectly summed it up, Bradley, as a West Tigers fan, I'm obviously disappointed with the loss. However, the Titans have improved under Holbrook and fully deserve the two points tonight. Exclamation mark. Well said, sir. And Davil79, David Lander. Titans have now won the same number of games in 2020 as South and Cronulla. <laughs> what an incredible, what an incredible stat. Well done, Dave. Score? Oof. <laughs> so many people rudely shouting the response. So happy with the... Uh, with my misery. and But no, yes, Pat, you got it first. Congratulations, Pat. 28-23. And at West Tigers, Blue Tick confirmed it, saying, not enough in the end. Sad face, 28-23. And I've also got to quietly say, and this is really going to upset, hey, um, hey, Sam Warden, but I love a score line where the losing team gets an odd number. I love that so much. It's a weird thing about me. So I hate that we lost, but I'm finding you know a bunch of silver linings in this. tinfoil hat theory comes from the house itself um, with Sailor Jerry reporting that Aiden Caesar is set to sign for the Tigers from I don't know whatever team he plays for in um, England at the moment don't know about that one Jerry Monday one set of defence that's what the season comes down to for the Bulldogs yeah special Queen's birthday Monday long weekend uh, game, so it was on the Monday. Unspays versus Commies, as we've already heard by the soundbite, the doggies get up. <coughs> Unspays versus Commies, I hope I said. At Fat Harry Lazy, both teams hate their coaches. Oh my God, can you imagine trying to be either of these coaches, watching those two teams, particularly in the first half, was an absolute error fest. Um, would give you a heart attack, but... At Andy Siegs, then tweeted, it's laughably obvious that Lachlan Lewis isn't a first-grade halfback, so in a nutshell, he's still every chance of being the best player on the field today. I mean, again, the first half was diabolical uh, from both teams. But Lachlan Lewis is almost the difference, um, which is incredible coming off the back of Mario's tweet there. And thanks for adding us in as well, Mario. I appreciate you, big dog. At Brento Shanks wrote, how are these teams winless? At NRL shit, no one says, Woo, Rento, that might be our first one of the season. Thanks, big guy. Um, and this is hilariously sad, but at Simpsons underscore NRL just tweeted, someone tell the Dragons that the football started back up last week. Oh, they haven't scored a try. And there's an incredible stat coming up about it um, soon, but score? Oh, that's right, Cubs at Chasing Kangaroos. He got in there first. Through his misery and tears, uh, it was 22-2. You're absolutely right, sir. And that was confirmed by the blue tick at NRL underscore Dragons account, which just tweeted full-time. 22-2. Somber, somber tweeting. Uh, at Jason NRL. Here's the big stat, the hard stat. If you're a uh, 
anyone but a Dragons fan. <laughs> Uh, at Jason NRL, the Dragons have now gone 177 minutes without a try. I'm not sure Mary will even last the post-match interview on NRL 360, let alone another week. Well, sir, the 360 is going on right now. I, I haven't watched it. I don't have Fox, but you're right. His numbers don't look great, and his his opportunities look limited. That was it for this round. Uh, the big news is obviously the omission of Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, that soundbite means news. At Ladies Who League tweeted watching at Offsiders ABC and Kelly has just said that it looks like Peter Volandis has committed to the at W Rugby League. I don't know much, but it sounds like the at NRL will fund it and season will be same structure as last year. Heart face emoji. I can't half face that emoji enough either. Ladies Who League, fantastic news. And the other news to come out of this week was at Pro Shanks, Adrian Poshenko. He's written, breaking, the New South Wales government has given the NRL permission to allow crowds to attend games from next week under strict social conditioning rules. Well, we are playing Canberra next week at Seatown. Regardless of how well or how badly we've been playing, I'm super G to get out to a game. I'm not a corporate sponsor in any way, shape or form. But if you are and you've got a spare seat because the people around you are anxious about going in public, hit me up. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Reddit. I'm on the raw. I'm on anywhere that you can plug into the interwebs. Hit me up. I'd love to come and watch the game with you. If you're a Raiders fan or a Tigers fan, I'll celebrate either way. It's just rugby league and we're there live. Uh, should be great. I can't believe Volandis has got another thing over the line. The guy is crazy. Yes, let's now look at the tweet of the week, or, or really the post of the week. They just often come from Twitter, but I, sh- I should tell you that the Batuta Advocate have snuck in, I think, once, maybe through Instagram. Congratulations to at Cricket Flog this week, though, who was our best tweet of the week. He had an incredible one about, <laughs> about being a Dragons fan and wishing to get a game where it was a crazy decision against you that cost you the game and he wrote that before the dogs and dragons game this week so well done cricket flog you've been, you've gone one step closer to becoming the sports best tweeter of the uh, year the 2020 champion so congratulations sir i'm feeling all right because i'm not going to get bruised what do you mean how am i feeling it's been another great week fam enjoy your sport for another week get around good people on the socials and join us again next time we'll talk to you then sports best friends we wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes, and we bloody love yous.